Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. I'm Douglas L., your host. You can now contact me directly via text, 919-675-1058. That's 919-675-1058. Or join our Facebook group at the Anon Podcast. That's T-H-E-A-N-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T to fellowship with other guests. This podcast aims to be a commentary and discussion of Narcotics Anonymous literature, aiming to enrich the recovery experience of those who are on this beautiful journey. This podcast should not replace contact with your sponsor, your involvement with Stepwork, or participation in the fellowship. Please use this podcast as another resource toward our collective growth as addicts in recovery. We're simply addicts seeking recovery. Nothing more, and for sure, nothing less. Now let's get started. Hi, my name's Nigel, and I'm an addict. 4th of January, the gift of attention. Hearing addicts share their experience seeing recovery in action, feeling the love in the room, all this is much as part of the process as the work we do on the steps. Guiding Principles, Tradition 11, Opening Essay. The attraction rather than promotion that's evident in the rooms of Narcotics Anonymous is often what keeps us coming back in early recovery. If we smelled promotion, it would be a major turn-off. Many of us start out sceptical, but desperation forces us to pay close attention. At first, the steps, as read in How It Works at many meetings, may not resonate. They're not what we had in mind as our solution, but the stories we hear, the warmth we experience, takes hold. Witnessing recovering addicts being their full selves is remarkable and absorbing, and it keeps us coming back. Someone identifies themselves as brand new. This is my first meeting ever and receives a genuine, hospitable welcome. A member celebrates two years clean, made so precious by the fact that it took way longer than that for them to reach this milestone. Another shares their story of losing connection with NA due to family responsibilities and then rekindling their bonds to the fellowship. Thanks to members staying in touch, others speak about their addictive relationship with food, sex or money and about illness, loss or lapses in judgment that have ugly consequences. And many others talk honestly about their struggles with stuff we can't control. A psycho first date, a mean boss, traffic and the weather. We are paying attention to all these stories, their unique threads and common messages and their shared solutions often found in the 12 steps. When we work the steps to the best of our ability, they help us undergo the profound change that allows us to stay clean and more free, and more free from the self-centred fear that can bog us down. But that's never to discount the importance of all the hard-won experience of wisdom we pick up from other members. Recovery isn't just what happens on our own with our step work. It's what we hear, see and feel from each other. It's all, it's all of the elements of the programme in concert. Yes, I am committed to the solutions contained in the steps. I am also here to pay attention to my fellow addicts and enrich my recovery. Welcome back, everyone. This is January 4th, the gift of attention. We're here with Jessica B. And Jessica is going to be our guest for Wednesdays in January. Jessica, could you tell us your clean date, where you attend meetings, and can you give your home group a shout out? Yes, um, my name is Jessica B. Uh, my clean date is 7-2-2017. I attend meetings in the Suncoast area in Bradenton, Florida, and my home group is Friday Night Clean. All right, thanks, Jessica. And what are your thoughts on the gift of attention? Um, 
I really like this reading. Like I, I kind of like was thinking about it from the beginning until now. And like when I first got clean, I got clean and I went to a treatment center. So I was there for like the first 45 days and they would, it was a good treatment center. Like they took us to 12 step program meetings all week long. We went to one every single day. And I oh, remember, cool. yeah, it was good. Um, and so I remember them taking us to an NA meeting one night and sitting through the meeting. And at the end, there was like a group of women, like just talking to each other, but they were like laughing so hard. And I remember thinking, I, I don't think I'm capable of feeling joy like that anymore, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but it was like one of those moments where like it gave me a little bit of hope. It was just like this little tiny light that kind of flickered inside. And it's like, I was thinking about it. It's like, there's some, in one of the readings, it says something about how we start practicing spiritual principles, like long before we even realize we're doing it. Sure. And um, I think it was like my first little shot of faith too. Like, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, but like, maybe if I keep doing what they're doing, I'll end up like, like they are laughing with a group of women and happy and feeling joy again, you know? So did you, did you, so, so what's the back, the, the backside of that? Did, were, were you able to talk with those ladies? Do you see them? Are you, are you clean in the same area you went to treatment? No, I'm like about an hour South of where, okay. um, got clean. And like, so like the aftermath of that was like, I had some willingness to show up to meetings. Um, so like I moved back home when I got discharged and I didn't really, I knew people here in my normal life, my family, some people, uh, like a one or two people that had any idea what was going on with me. Um, but I just started going to meetings and I had lost my job and really lost the ability to get one for a little while. And so I went to meetings every day. Like that's what I did. And I would show up like right at the second that they started. Sure, right. <laughs> like I was fortunate. I had made some friends in treatment, like a couple of women and like, I really connected to them and it was like my first time really opening up to people. So I felt really comfortable with them. So, um, like I would sit on the phone in the parking lot with them for maybe like 30 minutes before and let them like build me up to walk into these rooms. <laughs> and then I would walk in. Right. Ain't that and funny? Like how we have fear about you know, what what is it is it just like social anxiety is that what was keeping you in the car instead of going and fellowshipping before you know i think in part but like i had just learned to distrust so many things in my life so like anything new felt like a bunch of shit i couldn't control because i didn't know it and i didn't know how to make it go my way you know what i mean and i didn't know all these people in the room and what they wanted from me and they didn't want anything from me but I'm crazy. I was crazy. I'm still well, crazy. A, it's but a hard concept to think of, man, because like, look, people, you know, getting clean even now, but like, especially getting clean, it just seemed like, like everybody was ready to like, what, what can we give you here? You take you hit, what can we give? And it's like, hold on now, you know, well, hold on. What's the, what's the ask? And my concept of a, of a group of addicts wasn't any better either. You know, I didn't have trust in anybody in society, but you're asking me to walk into a room full of addicts and I know what I was like. So like, mm -hmm. that doesn't really instill a ton of trust either. But like, so I would show up right at the last minute, I would leave as soon as the meeting was up. Like before I would see people looking at me, maybe you wanted to talk to me and I was out. Like I was dodging people. <laughs> no eye contact. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> but honestly, for that hour, I felt connected, even though I didn't talk to anybody, even though I didn't know anybody's name unless they announced it. But because what was shared in those meetings, like I could relate to all of it, mm. you know, and like it was people living with the same things I had been living with, but doing something about it. And that felt hopeful to me. And so I just kept showing up, you know, I just kept showing up because it was months before I really engaged anybody. I was very distrusting and I just didn't, I didn't want to be close to people. I did not think connection was a solution for me, you know, yeah. but I did think that you guys had something to offer me. I just didn't want to have to talk to you to get it. So I was willing to sit in a meeting for an hour and listen and then leave. You know, you know what really makes my spirit just, just on fire with that is it's like big shout out to the meetings that you were going to then for creating an atmosphere of recovery. Because that's what you're talking about. Like that, you know, the basic text is very clear. It's like, hey, look, one, one sentence is just so cool. It says, recovery is what happens at our meetings. Yeah. Like, damn. Like, yeah. you're, that's what you're talking about. Man. Like, that's and really cool to 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 hear it was so attractive. You weren't building relationships before and weren't building them after. But damn, what was going on was enough to keep you saying, hey, you know what? This is what I want. Yeah. Where I am lucky. Like, I'm, I live in an area that has a lot of recovery. Um, and a lot of like women in recovery, which was useful for me because I walked in not very trusting of men. Like I remember going to a meeting like a month in and some dude, we would do like raffles for NA for literature, you know, and some dude bought me a ticket and yeah. handed it to me. And I remember looking at him and I was like, what are you doing this for? Why are you buying this for me? Yeah, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> he's like trying to do something nice. I'm like, I don't want, I don't want your book. And he's like, he left me the ticket and walked away, like terrified of me. I want a book that night too. <laughs> I remember like a year later, him just telling me how for how like afraid of me he was when I got here. And <laughs> oh, you you guys stay in contact now? Yeah, uh, he you know That's he's awesome. had struggles, but yeah, we stay in contact. I'm you know, but I'm lucky because like even with how I was when I got here, people like loved me through it, even though I needed it from a distance in the beginning. Like they let me have that time and that space, and um. And like to this day, I, and I kind of, this is what I kept thinking about at the end, like what it looks like for me today, because like I go to meetings because I, I know it's the right thing to do, but sometimes I go to meetings because I need help, man. I need help mm. getting outside of myself and like I get to a meeting and it could be somebody I don't even particularly like personally, but they have a message that I need. And man, I hear it. Like I, there's been multiple times the holidays have been here. It has been a stressful couple of weeks. My life has been amazingly full but busy right. you know and the only time I've had for myself is to get to a meeting and man I can't tell you how many times I've just heard exactly what I needed the moment I got there and just instantly felt like everything was going to be okay and I wasn't alone you know Jessica, and here's the trippy part about that right so so and for our listeners it's super relatable what you're talking about here you know the HP kind of sets it up like we hear what we need to hear at that moment you know bam I and, and here and here's the cool thing is that if 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 we recall the people who were sharing and just gave us exactly what we needed at the time that we needed it, the HP uses us to be that person to other people too. Yeah. But we have to be, we have to participate in our recovery to be there, right? Like we have to be at the at those meetings, kicking our shit out, carrying the message, doing whatever. We have to be those ladies after the meeting sitting around laughing and pouring into each other, you know, to, to be that to other people. Yeah. 
So, so let me ask you this. Have you had the opportunity and the experience um, to be that group of ladies to other people? Have, have, have anybody, has anybody asked you, you know, I mean, I, I would say my, like, the, the one experience I can think of offhand that like, I, I know it's happened for them is one of my sponsees. Like, um, you know, at this point, she's my friend, you know, she's my sponsor, work steps together, whatever. But like, the truth is like, she's my friend. And, um, the relationship probably didn't start out like that, but for whatever reason, like she wanted me to sponsor her and probably cause she saw something, you know, and I actually think my sponsor recommended it to her, but, um, we'll take that too, but ultimately like, you know, we, she does, she is a part of my family now, you know, like we mm -hmm. all do together. We go out to eat after meetings together. You know, I had a rough week last week and like she, after a meeting, I said, I just need to go be out in the field, stare up with the stars for a bit. Are you doing anything? And she just came and sat with me and we hung out for an hour, you know, like, I think that she felt like I did when I got here and like, maybe I gave her some hope that she could have a life like I have today. And now she's stuck with me. So. <laughs> Thank you all again for spending your time with us today on the anonymous podcast. I encourage you all to focus on that magic six letter word others as we go out into the world. Stop by the Facebook page, fellowship with other guests, or send me a text. Let me know if you'd like to be a guest or if you have any ideas on future podcasts. Until next time, I'm your host, Douglas L. Namaste, and God bless. Mm -hmm.